Hello, 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 hello everyone, Sharice Johnson Moore here, your hope builder, lifting you up out of your sorrow by guiding you to see the Christ within through scripture and practical applications. It is time, it is time, it is time, it is time for our daily devotional. Our daily devotional today, we are reading 2 Kings chapter 8, 1 through 29. 2 Kings chapter 8, 1 through 29. And it speaks of death of Benadad and Jahu anointed king. Jahu anointed king. So I want you to get your Bibles, your tablets, your cell phones, however you may be reading the word, and come and join me in this lesson for today. We are in the midst of almost a new month, and I want to say thank you to everybody that takes out your time to listen to this podcast, and I greatly appreciate you. Now, if you can leave a comment or a voice message and tell me what you think, uh, give me some topics you want me to talk about because I'm open to that because I also have other four other podcast episodes like Morning Word and Worship, Let's Talk Sunday, Entrepreneurial Corners, and Authors Extra Sunday. So give me some topics if you want to talk about something else or, you know, and we'll sit down and brainstorm and then we'll talk about that topic. So, I want to say thank you to everybody that takes out their time to listen to this podcast. And I love you. And welcome to Daily Devotional. Hello to all my entrepreneurs. My name is Sharice Johnson-Moore. I am the owner, CEO of LBM TV. It is a streaming channel that can be located on the C1 Media Network Smart TV app. This app can be located on Apple TV, Roku TV, Amazon Fire Stick, Android TV, and Google TV. We have advertising spots available for businesses that want to advertise their products or services on our channel. We have an audience of 4.25 million viewers daily, reaching 70-plus countries. We have advertising packages to fit your company's needs. We would love for you to join the LBM family. You can reach us through our email address, lbmtvmedia at gmail.com, or call us at 724-570-1153 for further details. Talk to you soon, and let's advertise, advertise, and tell the world what you are made of. All right, now let's get into 2 Kings chapter 8, 1 through 29, and it reads, Then spake Elisha unto the woman whose son he had restored to life, 
saying, Arise, and go thou and thine household, and sojourn wheresoever thou canst sojourn. For the Lord have called for a famine, and it shall also come upon the land seven years. And the woman rose and did after the saying of the man of God. And she went with her household and sojourned in the land of the Philistines seven years. And it came to pass at the seven years end that the woman returned out of the land of the Philistines. And she went forth to cry unto the king for her house and for her land. And the king talked with Gehazi the servant of the man of God, saying, Tell me, I pray thee, all the great things that Elisha hath done. And it came to pass, as he was telling the king how he had restored a dead body to life, that behold, the woman whose son he had restored to life cried to the king for her house and for her land. And Gehazi said, My lord, O king, this is the woman, and this is her son, whom Elisha restored to life. And when the king asked the woman, she told him. So the king appointed unto her a certain officer, saying, Restore all that was hers, and all the fruits of the field, since the day that she left the land, even until now. And Elisha came to Damascus, and Benadad, the king of Syria, was sick. And it was told him, saying, The man of God is come hither. And the king said unto Hazel, Take a present in thine hand, and go meet the man of God, and inquire of the Lord by him, saying, Shall I recover of this disease? So Hazel went to meet him and took a present with him, even of every good thing of Damascus, forty camels burden, and came and stood before him and said, Thy son Benadad, king of Syria, have sent me to, sent me to thee, saying, Shall I recover of this disease? And Elisha said unto him, Go, say unto him, Thou mayest certainly recover, howbeit the Lord hath showed me that he shall surely die. And he settled his countenance steadfastly, until he was ashamed, and the man of God wept. And Hazel said, Why weepest, my Lord? And he answered, because I know the evil that thou wilt do unto the children of Israel. Their strongholds wilt thou set on fire, and their young men wilt thou, thou slay with the sword, and wilt dash their children and rip up their women with child. And Hazel said, But what is thy servant a dog, that he should do this great thing? And Elisha answered, the Lord hath shown me that thou shalt be king over Syria. So he departed from Elisha and came to his master, who said to him, What said Elisha to thee? And he answered, 
he told me that thou shouldest surely recover. And it came to pass on the morning that he took a thick cloth and dipped it in water and spread it on his face so that he so that he died and Hazel reigned in his stead. And in the fifth year of Joram, the son of Ahab, king of Israel, Jehoshaphat, being then king of Judah, Jehoram, the son of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, began to reign. Thirty and two years old was he when he began to reign, and he reigned eight years in Jerusalem. And he walked in the way of the kings of Israel, as did the house of Ahab. For the daughter of Ahab was his wife, and he did evil in the sight of the Lord. Yet the Lord would not destroy Judah for David his servant's sake, as he promised him to give him always a light and to his children. In his days, Edom revolted from under the hand of Judah and made a king over themselves. So Joram went over to Zair and all the chariots with him. And he rose by night and smote Edom Edomites, which compassed him about. And the captains of the chariots and the people fled into their tents. Yet Edom revolted from under the hand of Judah until this day. Then Lebna revolted at the same time. And the rest of the acts of Joram and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? And Joram slept with his fathers and was buried with his fathers in the city of David. And Ahaziah, his son, reigned in his stead. And in the twelfth year of Joram, the son of Ahab, king of Israel, did Ahaziah, the son of Joram, king of Judah, reign, begin to reign. Two and twenty years old was Ahaziah, when he began to reign, and he reigned one year in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Ataliah, the daughter of Omri, 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 king of Israel. And he walked in the way of the house of Ahab, and did evil in the sight of the Lord, as did the house of Ahab. For he was the son-in-law of the house of Ahab. And he went with Joram, the son of Ahab, to war against Hazel, king of Syria, in Ramoth-Gilead. And the Syrians wounded Joram. And king Joram went back to be healed in Jezreel of the wounds which the Syrians had given him at Ramah when he fought against Hazel, king of Syria. And Ahaziah, the son of Jehoram, king of Judah, went down to see Joram, the son of Ahab, 
and Jezreel because he was sick. I have just read 2 Kings chapter 8, 1-29. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we come to you to say thank you. Lord, we say thank you in a mighty, 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 mighty way. Lord, we thank you because without you, we are nothing. We have nothing. We are, we are nothing without you, Lord. And we thank you for being in our lives, taking control over our thoughts, taking control over our destinies, knowing our beginning to the end, Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for this word, for it is our nourishment in our body and, and, and all that we need to do in our lives. Thank you for the basic instructions before leaving earth, Lord. So with these things we do pray, may you add a blessing to the reading of your word. In the mighty name of Jesus, we say amen, amen, and amen. Hello to all my entrepreneurs. My name is Sharice Johnson-Moore and welcome to Sharice Johnson-Moore's podcast. Do you have products and services that you want to tell the world about? Well, I have an offer for you. Did you know that when you make a 60-minute voiceover ad and place it in podcasts, that it increases your business awareness by 50% in the marketplace? Voiceover ads aren't that expensive. They range from $15 to $25. It all depends on where you place your ad in the podcast. So come on in and place your ad on Sharice Johnson Moore's podcast and tell the world what you have to offer. You can reach me at I am Sharice at ShariceNJohnsonMoore.com or 724-570-1153 for further details. Come on, let's tell the world what you are made of. All right, now let's get into Second Kings chapter 8, 1 through 29. We see Elisha is in Elijah is prophesying to the same woman that he rose from the dead her son. Okay? She had a son, he was pronounced he was dead, he, he was pronounced dead and he Help bring him back to life. And now they're in a new season, a new, a new life, a new living. And he tells her that there is famine coming to the land and that she should go and go and get away from where she is. Take you and your household and go. And the woman does as Elijah has asked her to do. And she goes and lives in the land of the Philistines. 
for seven years. Okay, so seven years go by. Seven years go by. And the woman returns out of the land of Philistines, and she went forth to cry unto the king for her house and for her land. And the king talked with Gehazel, the servant of the man of God, saying, Tell me, I pray thee, all the great things that Elisha has done. And at the time, the king did not know that this was the woman. She went to the king to ask for her land back and and the king asked her, tell me some of the things Elijah has done. You know, and sometimes when you get in front of people, you have to brag about what God has done for you. Because if you look back over your life and you look at all the things you may have experienced, whether it were good, bad, or ugly, look at all the things that God has done for you. Now, in the course of this, 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 this thing, you know, and Elijah is one of God's prophets. And he goes in front of the king and she asks for her land back and the king grants her soul. Okay? The king grants her soul. Sometimes you got to tell about the goodness of the Lord when somebody asks you that. You know, um, before I had this saved life, this saved life, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I knew about God. I knew about his, I knew about you know, when your grandparents, you hear them talking and stuff, you know. And they talk about, oh, it brought me for a life mighty long way and, and all this. You be like, you know, you really you, you really think they're just talking. But as you sit down with the older people and see where they, have, where they were born, where they were raised at, what they went through, what they had to do, then the older you get, you understand about the experiences of why they would say, that God has brought me a mighty long way. And that's what this lady, this lady has to, this lady has to to tell the goodness of Elijah to the king. You know, and then sometimes, you know, just during the course of a of a, of a, of of that one incident that happens here in this chapter uh things happen things things happen things move around people die people live people move on people reign people it's like a recurring cycle in this life with the people 
it's like a recurring cycle with the people in this chapter. And that's how life is. Life is a recurring a recurring cycle of you know that you go through life, you experience certain things and then something happens and it sends you into a tailspin and sometimes you come out of the tailspin and that tailspin has you in a mindset of thank you Lord for all you've done for me. You look at everything that's happening in these people's lives in this chapter, and they dying off, and they passing away, and the cheering gets something, the cheering get to run the kingdom, and, and then the cheering ain't doing right, and the parents, because they looking at the example of parents, okay? So this is where I'm going to go with this. Parents, be careful of what you teach your children. Parents, be careful of what you teach your children. Because what you teach your children can affect generations to come. It affects their generation and the generation after them. And you see this numerous times in the Bible that these parents, the parents are, are doing all this kind of stuff, whatever they're doing, is not right in the either it's not right in sight of the Lord. Okay? So it could be uh, idol, idolatry, idol worship, uh, 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 adultery, sleeping with other married people, spouses. Um, it could be fornication. It could be lust. It could be, I mean, it's so many things that we could throw into this mix about what these people were doing. And none of it was good in the sight of the Lord. And they died off, and then the children take the, took up right where they left off at. So parents, be well of what you teach your children. It makes me reflect on the time when I did not do right by my children because I was so self-consumed, I was so self-involved, I was so self-lit, I was selfish. And sometimes I wish I could go back and change some things. But God has done some things in my life that I would never thought that he would, I would recover from. I not think I would, would recover from. Some of the children in this in this chapter, they 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 survive. They don't do what their parents uh, parents have done, and then sometimes they take up. Then the grandchildren take up and take take up where the grandparents left off at with their evilness. Be careful of what you do in front of your children. Because it can affect them mentally, emotionally, physically, uh, spiritually, you know. Um, and sometimes you wish you could go back and change some stuff. 
But it's never too late. It's never too late to turn that bridge, to turn that page, to turn that chapter, or even write a new book, okay? So don't ever think that you can't restore your relationship with your children or restore your relationship with God. If you walked away from God, God is right there. God ain't never left. You can walk away. You can go, you can go to hell and back, and God will still accept you. Because you are God's child. You can, you, you can go out and do all the sin or whatever you want to do. And for you, and, and God is there. Because some stuff, while using that sin, if you think about it, God delivered you out of. God delivered you, guided you, kept you safe, even though you was in this sin. God has kept you. You can recover. You know, it's a, it's always, and then it's in the cycle. Here's the cycle again. Well, what you gonna do with the rest of your life? To, you know, if you if you wanna have a relationship with God, are you gonna just, you know, after you come out of that sin, after you got delivered, after you decided in your mind that I don't wanna do this old, I don't wanna do this no more, this crap, this stuff. This is whatever I'm doing, whether it's drug addiction, whether it's prostitution, where it's stealing, robbing, uh, whether it is fornicating, sleeping with people, husbands, whatever. Thieving, robbing, stealing, killing people. Okay, God forgives all those. Okay, because you look back in the Bible, you look through this whole Bible, somebody has done something that ain't right. You go to Moses. Uh, he killed somebody. Okay. He killed somebody. No. And they say, you know, Paul, he was the 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 the, the uh, Christian slayer. You kill people with Damascus on the on the road to Damascus. He used to kill them Christians. No matter what you have been through, or no matter what sin you have committed, God is always there for you. So don't ever think that you can't recover from what you have experienced in your life, whether it's good, you know, whether it's bad or ugly, or you don't, you know, and God don't want you to give up on yourself. God don't want you to give up on yourself. Like, this cycle, it goes from one family member to another family member to another family member. And then it's just a generational curse. And God can break curses too. You don't have to, you don't have to. Look, you could be, you could be 100 years old and you could change your mind about what you do. Or how you live your life. And all, and you live that life, that, that life you want to live for one day. It count. Don't let nobody tell y'all different. Okay, so break some generational curses in your family. Break some generational curses as in the mindset. Break some gener- generational curses in wealth. Break some generation generational curses in, in how you live your life. Break the generational curses that have happened in your life, in your parents' life, in your grandparents' life. You know, and I and I and I say it like this. I'm gonna say it like this. I'm gonna say it like this. 
When I look back at my grandparents' life, and I watched a movie the other day. I like to watch a lot of black history movies, you know, about black history, documentaries, stuff like that. And I thought about it. And now when I watch a movie, it makes me very emotional because these are the things I'm looking at what my grandparents experienced when it came to living in this world. And it took me a while to get it. That my granddaddy used to tell me education means everything. Education is the one thing they can't take away from you. And I was watching the movie about Rosa Parks the other day. And um, it was very, it was very touching. Especially the beginning of the movie where the police stopped the two black boys. And then before you know it, one is hanging off of a tree in the next scene. Somebody, they lynched the boy. And they talked about it in the movie about Emmett Till. And I'm sitting there thinking about my grandmother. And my grandmother lived through all that from 1915 to 2011. She lived through all of that. She lived through a time where racism was 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 high and and all out like Jim Crow and she lived through all that stuff and I'm sitting there like why am I wasting my life? That was my wake up call when she died. Why am I wasting my time? Why am I wasting my why am I wasting my gifts? Why am I wasting all this time? Holding on to grudges. Doing like my parents did, running around here from man to man, jumping in, doing all this other stuff, like my mother. And then my father, he was never serious, and I would would pick somebody that was like, that would be like my father, because my father did not set a good example for me. But then I thought about my grandmother and my father, my mother died right behind each other. That woke me up, but like, about, well, I gotta break this generational curse. I got to break these generational curses off of my family. I don't want to go to my deathbed, don't speak to my kids again, don't have a relationship with my kids, even though I was not a good mother. I, God, spoke to me and said, restore everything unto you. I will restore everything unto you because I came to God in sincere prayer. And these generational curses that we have in our families that we, they weren't our fault. They they weren't our fault. You know, I used to hear this story all the time about how my grandma and her brother used to walk to school in the snow almost every day. And then we got the nerve to want to complain about even going to school. I used to be there. I don't feel like going to school because I used to be picked on school. But, uh, you know, and then how some kids now, they just don't go to school at all. They don't They don't value education. Then they be wondering why they can't sign contracts, why they, you know, certain things. And I now understand what my grandfather was talking to me about. Education is something they can't take away from you because this education, we keep learning. I, 
Me keep learning. I've learned how to run my company. I've learned how to run uh, a business. I have learned how what contracts look like. I have learned because I have turned around and turned that wheel back on to make my brain think. I I I I, I broke a generational curse from my family because I wanted something different in life, and I didn't want to waste my life like my dad and my mom did with all the foolishness that they were doing, drinking all the time. Both my parents were alcoholics. Drinking, and my daddy was a womanizer. <clears throat> my mother, she wasn't in my life. She just went off and had another life. And I was left with my grandparents, my father's parents. And I decided to break this generational curse. It took three major deaths in my life to get me to that point. God sent me those wake-up calls, and child, I mean, he woke me up for this generational curse I was doing. Do something with your lives. You don't have to be like your parents. You don't have to be like your grandparents. You can be you, but better. You could be, you can go, now we can go to school, now we can get all the education we want, we can do all these things. And I sit here and I think about all, how we as a people are wasting our time doing foolishness, shooting and killing and robbing each other instead of building our generation generations up to something they could be. Break the generational curse. Like, in this chapter. Somebody, Ahab, got a son, then he dies, then the son reigns, then the son dies, then the other son reigns, and it's like a, and they keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. Break that generational curse in your family. Break it. And you just start with a conversation. Ain't got to be nothing major. Ain't got to be newsworthy, you know. Break the generational curse that's in your family. Do something different. Do something different, babies. Okay? All right. This has been your daily devotional for today. I greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate you coming in and taking out your time to listen to the daily devotional. Okay, babies? All right? And make the best of your day. Give God his first, and then let him lead you to the rest. Okay? I love y'all. Y'all have a blessed day, and talk to you next time on Daily Devotional. Authors, authors, authors. Have you written a book? Are you an experienced author or a new author? Well, I've got news for you. Authors Excerpt Sunday is the perfect start to growing your audience awareness with the public. Authors Excerpt Sunday has interview spots available in many forms. Live broadcasting done on all social media outlets, television, and podcasting. We would love to help you tell the world about your book. You can reach us at I am Sharice at ShariceNJohnsonMoore.com or 724-570-1153 for further details. And let's tell the world about your book.
should I feel discouraged? And why should the shadows come? And why should my heart feel lonely? And long for heaven, heaven and home. When Jesus is my portion, a constant friend, oh, is he. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. His eye is on the sparrow. And I know he watches me. I sing because I'm happy. I sing because. And I know he watches over me. All right, everyone. I pray that you have a blessed day in the Lord. I pray that God multiplies your needs. God, I pray that everyone within the sound of my voice has this day that you give them that is unsurmountable to any. Lord, I pray that you bless them and you keep them and you walk with them and you talk with them and you guide them and and provide for them. Lord, I pray that you keep them in your loving arms of care, Lord. That no hurt, harm, or danger shall touch thee. Lord, I pray that you have a blessed day. All right, everyone. I want to thank you for uh, listening to Daily Devotional each and every day. I thank my followers for being consistent and walking with me in this journey of podcasting and of this program, Daily Devotional. This program was thought of as a way of connecting to people through through 
podcasting. This idea was of God. And I must be obedient to what God asked me to do. I pray that you have a blessed day. And I love you. And talk to you next time on Daily Devotional.